Well, it is amazing. So um, let's just look at this for a second. I ran across this. Um, you know, you've done these things before, but like just kind of get to know different people in the room. So here's a couple of things. Start looking at the boxes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just ask like, um, us to just find a name that we can put in each box. Um, you're gonna, I'm going to say what this thing is. Like the first thing is someone with a nice smile. I'm going to go with whoever I hear the first name of, as long as you don't repeat. I just want to hear you guys yell at me. Who you think has a nice smile that's in the room, all right? So, okay, Jeremiah. Jeremiah gets the, the nice smile. We've got multiple Jeremiahs in the front row. We're going to go with both of them. Get that one, all right? So that's good. Um, someone who has a great handshake. Alex Phillips. All right, we're going to go with that, all right? Someone who loves to help others. I heard, I heard Jenna. Front row, you're going to have to simmer down. Wow. Um, someone who loves dancing. I heard Katie. Caleb? Caitlin. All right, we're going with Caitlin on that one. Awesome. We're getting to know each other. Does everybody feel like not that this isn't working? Okay, good. Um, someone who loves snow. Valerie. Valerie? Did you just vote for yourself? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Someone who loves to read. I think I heard Marisa, and Marisa, if you don't know, is our children's director. She reads so fast. You give her a textbook, she doesn't read it. She, you give her a novel, she reads it really fast. Um, someone born in another country. Russell, born in England. Yeah, so we've got someone. Anyone else born in another country? Sashko and Malia, nice. Love it. You guys did not want to be volunteered by mom, did you? That's all right. And as well as Russell, born in a different country, Taiwan, right? So good. Anyone born on an island? Eric. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, he's born on Hawaii. Oh, yeah, Eric was born in, on Hawaii. Yeah, there you go. I love it. So you, Russell and Anne are both born on islands, too, right? Taiwan and England. And Eric, super cool. All right, well, let's keep going. Um, someone who plays piano. Aaron Benda. Oh, my gosh. Aaron, why don't you come up here? Come up here, man. You got to come up here, dude. Let's go. Now, you'll, you guys got to know. Come up here, man. You, you got to know, I didn't really plan that, but it worked out perfect. perfect. <laughs> it really worked out perfect, my I'm friend. Sure. That's why it's just unique. You know, you just never know what's going to happen. No. So now we're here. We are here. Yeah. And, um, man, I love you, bro. And playing the piano mm -hmm. and singing. And we're going to get to hear you in a little bit as well, some more at the end. Um, but tell us a little bit about what's going on in your life right yeah. now. And, uh, yeah. Um, so... Not everybody knows this, maybe, um, who knows me. I'll be moving down to North Carolina tomorrow morning. Um, super early, super, <laughs> I, know, I know, I saw that cold, thank you. Um, <laughs> but Micah is actually driving with me, Micah, yellow shirt here. Um, but yeah, he's driving with me, we're gonna drive like 16 and a half hours to, uh, to North Carolina, and then I'll be, I'll be moving in with my family, and I'll probably be working for a year, maybe go back to school next year, um, so yeah. I, I, I hate that, but I love it, but it's the worst. So how long have you been coming to Second Place? Um, just, yeah, share yeah. that a little bit. Uh, I've been coming for about four years. Uh, 
Yeah, how far you? And how have you been involved? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> so I, the way like I started getting involved was like through music. Uh, back when Josh Short was here, he was leading worship. And I talked to him. I was like, "Hey, I play the piano, and I love doing worship." So I was like, "Great." Um, and so it took a little bit, but I, then I started getting involved. And then um, I don't know. I just like I just started, you know, getting involved in different projects that we were doing, and then. I slowly became part of the youth group clan where I became a coach for, like, a leader for the youth group. Um, and so, yeah, it, it took a while for this place to feel like home. Um, and I know we have a lot of new people here today, and it, the people here are very genuine, and that's very startling. <laughs> because, <laughs> and, you know, like, I, I, I grew up in, in a couple of different churches, and um, I've never been to a place where it was so genuine to where I, it like, it took me like a month where I was just like, I was waiting for someone to slip up or like say what they actually felt and it's just, they were doing it the whole time and I just didn't know. So so it's it's a cool place to, to make home. I didn't feel like I really had a, like a grasp on it until I started getting involved in different things and there is lots of different ways that you can get involved if that's what you want to do, so. Can you just share a little bit about what you shared on Wednesday. Yeah. By the way, is he, a, was he, is he a good student coach? Students? Yeah. I've been blessed by you, man. So just a, just a little bit about what, what happened here. Sure. And th that's a big part of your story. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's important for the, for the few guys that are here. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I grew up in church, um, kind of born and raised. And I told the students this on Wednesday, so they'll get the repeat. Um, also not planned. <laughs> um, but it was... Church is a very interesting dynamic to grow up in. If that's where you did grow up, you know a little bit about that. Or if you didn't grow up, I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, but it's, it's hard knowing all of the right answers um, without, like, the one piece that you need. Um, so, like, I was a really good kid. I, I didn't really do many things wrong. I was the youngest, so I watched my older sibling do, you know, they messed up, and then I was fine. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so, like, I, I, was, I was, like, the good, the nice kid um, that everybody saw as that. But on the inside, I didn't have Jesus, and I didn't have God in my heart. Um, so I just, I, I knew who I was on the inside and the things I did behind people's back that no one knew. Um, but to everybody else, I was the good kid and who didn't really struggle with anything. Everybody came to me with their problems, and I was a little counselor. Because um, I just, yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's, it's, it's a very hard life to lead when, um, when you know all the right answers, you know all the Jesus answers, all, all of the, the good things, um, but yet I still didn't have Jesus in my heart. Um, and I, like, I've prayed that prayer, you know, like the sinner's prayer a bunch of times, and then I just go to who I was. Um, but I never had, like, that real true encounter until um, I was at a worship service here, uh, my freshman year, and it was second semester, so if you are a freshman here, hang in there. Um, but but it was my second semester. I was at 18 credit hours. Things were kind of crazy. My grandma just passed away, um, so I was like having to bounce back and forth between home and, and school, which was hard. Um, I was in the musical, which is a full-time job. Um, and so it was just like, I felt life just like sit right on me. And, um, and it got really heavy, and on top of that, the worst part was I was still drowning in my own sin that I've been hiding for years. Um, and so I've tried everything. 
Um, I tried, you know, all those certain prayers, you know, doing all the right things for so long. Um, none of them worked. Um, and so I, I told God, it was like right there, the drum cage was facing this way. Um, we can't keep anything the same for a week in this place. <laughs> That's true. Um, you get used to it. Uh, but but it, was, it was right in front of the drum cage, and it, I don't even remember what song it was, but I just had this moment where I was like, God, I'm done. Like, I, I'm done. I quit. I can't do this anymore. I'm try, I've tried everything. Um, and, like, I heard, like, this very quiet voice. It wasn't audible, um, but I felt it. And I just felt him say, good, I can work with you now. And it was like everything changed from that point on because um, I thought I was quitting. But, but God was saying, okay, now you're ready. Like, let's start this. Like, I know you know these things about me, but now you get to know me. And it's, it's two totally different things. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a bit of my story. Are you still for sure leaving? You guys can give it up for him. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, you're going to leave tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just double checking. <laughs> I'm going to pray for this guy. If you guys would join me. Um, he's, ju- he's jumping into what I, I'm proud of him. And you know that um, because you're stepping into the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't really know what's yeah. going to happen when you get there and what you're going to be doing. So um, it's a step of faith for you. And I know that. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we lift up Aaron to you right now, Lord God, and we, we love this guy. And, and Lord, we just have been so blessed by his life, the unique contribution that he has been to us, Lord God, through his music, through his voice, um, through his talent, his gifts, through his heart, his life, Lord God, has been um, a lot of ups and downs, a lot, of, a lot of tough spots, a lot of silence, Lord God, a lot of just questions. But Lord, um, he's been faithful, but more so you've been faithful to him. And so, Lord, we pray that you would open up doors in North Carolina for him, that you would um, just um, give him favor with those and networks and, and, and friends and connections, Lord God, that you are the only one that can make. And, Lord, we just, we, we send him right now. We know that we're ascending church, and so we send him right now to North Carolina to do your work. And, Lord, help him to be the heart and hands of you, Jesus, as he goes. And, Lord, may he always remember that there is a family back here. There's a family back here that loves them, and is proud of them. In Jesus' name, amen. There you go. Thanks. Bah. I hate when that happens. All right. <laughs> Embrace it. It's all good. We're going to do this a little bit quicker because that was awesome and probably more important than anything I'm going to say, but what he said and what Anne and Russell mentioned is so, so key to what my message is about tonight or today. And um, I'm going to really just be speaking out of Mark 1. Um, if you guys have a Bible, you want to you turn to that. Mark 1 is also, um, there's a whole reading uh, list on the back of your news and events that kind of just takes you through the chapter um, of Mark 1. And, and I don't know how much you know about the gospel of Mark and why it was written, why Mark wrote it why they think Mark wrote it, who he got his information from. It's, it's a gospel, primarily it's first-hand account from most likely Peter, um, the apostle Peter. Mark was with Peter in Rome right before Peter died. And 
or was killed. And, and so um, this is an important book. And, and if you think about like why the Gospel of Mark was written, I think that the answer is simple, and it's one of the reasons why he wrote it, is simple and super important, and it really ties into what Aaron just got into. It's this idea that Jesus is the Messiah, he is the Son of God. And he was writing this book to people who were not Jewish, Gentiles, who were not Jewish, and, and who did not know about Jesus, didn't understand anything about him. And so if you read the very first chapter, it gets crazy fast. I mean, you have John the Baptist who's introduced, and then he says, guess what? There's somebody coming who I'm not worthy to even tie his sandals. And then Jesus shows up, but John baptizes him. And in all of the Gospels, Mark is very, very brief in all of his descriptions. If you go to Matthew, it takes a couple of chapters even to get to Jesus. But Mark, in the very first chapter, goes right to it. And then the, the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus as he comes up out of the water. And the Father says, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. And the Trinity is there. Jesus declares the kingdom of God is here. And all of this happens. And then he calls his first couple of randoms. Peter and Andrew. And it's like, why are you choosing fishermen? And he chooses these guys, and they follow him. And then next thing you know, he's in the wilderness in the, after the baptism. And all this preliminary stuff that's happening, and then he's healing people. All in the very first chapter. And, in the, and I think if you understand that what Mark is trying to do is he's trying to, to, to declare to you that, I mean, there may be someone Jewish in the room, but even, to, even if so, that he's declaring to you that Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. He is the one. And if you're following along, this is the thing. We, it is important, and we want a clear revelation of who we are. We want a clear revelation of who we are. But Mark is saying to you, number two on your list is this, is that we need a clear revelation of who Jesus is. That's what we need in our life. And Mark knew that. He didn't write the entire gospel about how you can find your Enneagram number, all right? He didn't write it about Myers-Briggs. He didn't write it about how to get your doctorate in, in psychology. He didn't re write that about. Now, are, is that stuff important? Absolutely. But Mark, he understood that what I'm going to leave as my legacy, as something that I'm going to leave, is I'm going to give people uh, an account about the Messiah, the Son of God, and his wording in Mark is different than the other Gospels because he uses these crazy words like, the crowd was amazed. They're, they were filled with amazement. There was all kinds of things. At the end of chapter 1, at the end of chapter 1, crowds are trying to get to Jesus, and he had to go to the desolate places just to get away from them. And so Mark is trying to declare to you that Jesus is the Son of God. And in order for us to understand that, there has to be a revelation. There has to be something. He's saying like all the prophecies, all the words of God that had come before culminate in Jesus. This is who you need to know about. And what's interesting to me is that we often forget that or we miss that. Because there is so much life going on. There are so many things happening. We have relationships and we have goals and dreams and struggles and battles and we have to move back to Vietnam and we have all this stuff and all along we forget or we miss that Jesus, he is the one, he is the Messiah, he is the Son of God. And Mark is saying to us today that this is what we need to understand. I mean, look at ver the very first verse, Evan, just the first verse of, 
of chapter 1 of Mark, it, it states his whole idea that this is the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Mark is not messing around. He's just saying, look, this is what I got to tell you. Out of everything, I got to tell you this. And so what's interesting to me is that we forget this. If we've grown up in church, we, we, we slide into culture and we end up becoming so much like culture that we forget that the whole thing, the whole thing, the person that holds culture together, Colossians 3, Colossians 1 says, guess what? It's Jesus. He's holding everything together. And, and we forget and we miss. And, and what we find is that we don't have a clear revelation of who Jesus is because we are too busy getting a clear revelation of who we are. I mean, look at, just hang out on social media. Hang out for a while and just think about how deep people are going into, man, let me just figure out why I'm here. Let me, let me decide, like, what, are, what am I great at? How do I build a business using social media? How do I figure out how to get more likes? How do I get all of this to happen? How do I make this happen in my life? What is it? What, what is my personality? What, is, what are my goals? Everything is focused on us, and so we don't have a clear revelation of who Jesus is, because, or we lose it, because we're so focused, and we're too busy getting a clear revelation of who we are. So that's, that's like the church message that we, we may have heard before, where now it's like, all right, guilty, feel bad, I'll stop reading the Enneagram book. I'll stop, you know, like getting likes on Instagram. I'll, t I'll take Instagram off my phone. And I think what I want to do is I want to say grace. Because Jesus is so good. And those of you that know him know this, that he is so good. Because here's what Jesus allows for us to do. Is he says, just keep digging. Keep digging into who you are. Dig into that personality profile. Dig into, you know, what strengths you have. Dig into those talents that you have. Dig into everything that is all about you. Dig, 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 and figure it out and get crystal clear. And as you do, Jesus knows something. As you do, Jesus knows that you're going to realize that you need help. That's number four. The more we dig into who we are, the more we see that we need help. You see, the more that we dig into who we are and the more that we try to say we got this thing figured out and I got my major figured out first semester freshman year, what? Like, nobody does that usually, but the more we dig the more we realize that we have gaps. We have gaps in our thinking. We have gaps in our belief system. We have gaps. We have struggles. We have struggles that, that we don't want anyone to know about. We have broken parts of us that have happened to us over the years. There's things that have happened to us or that we've had, that we've done. We've got shortcomings. We've got these situations that we have figured out. And if we dig far enough and deep enough, we figure out that we are unable to fix them. And the grace of God is that he allows us to dig because he knows if you get here on a Sunday, on August 25th, that you're going to hear the words of Mark say to you, Jesus is the Son of God. 
Because what you need is you don't need, you need something more than a job. It's more than a person. Hello. It's more than a person. It's more than, it's more than a guru or a business model. What we realize, and some of us in the room are like, yeah, I forgot or I missed this. What we realize is we need to be rescued. We need a savior. We need someone who's going to pull us up and out of what we're in and to lead us into the place that he wants us to be, which is a place of peace even in the storm. And when we get to this point where, where we realize, and let me just tell you, for those of you that are here today, that Jesus, he was there when that bad thing happened to you 10 years ago. He was there. What was he saying to you? What was he doing? Let, he was there. He's there. He's here right now. He's been walking alongside you. He's been behind you, in front of you. He's all around you, and he wants to know you. And he knows you. He wants you to know him. And I think for us, we get to this point that when we dig far enough, we see that we need Jesus. And what do we say? We say, Mark, you were right. You're right. Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And then, here's what's awesome, is when we get there, then it's grace part two. Everyone say grace part two. The first part of grace is that he allows us to dig into who we are, and that leads us back to him. But the second part of grace is he doesn't say, yeah, it's all about me. I'm going to rescue you. I'm going to be your savior. And this is all true for sure. But the grace part of it is he loves you so much that he goes back into your life. And he says, go back into that list of things that you wrote down that are unique about you. Go back into that. And now let me show you. Aaron, as you're broken over here in front of the drum cage, and now, now I can work with this. You declare me to be savior of your life, the leader and forgiver of your life. I can work with that. And so let me unpack all of that you've been wired to do. And let me show you that in your brokenness, in your struggle, in your shortcomings, in all the gaps, that I can use you, Jesus can use you to glorify his name, to build his kingdom, to bless and bring life. And to be his hands and his heart in the midst of all of that. Now, the best way to do it, you might have seen these posters around here. I don't care where you serve, but if you don't have anywhere to serve, start serving somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere, maybe here. Start serving. Because serving is what allows you to connect with other people. And if you're sitting here today, it's like, what's the number one way that I can connect? I'll tell you right now. Our small groups and all that, doesn't, they don't start for another few weeks. We've got a 5K in the third week of September that we're doing. That'll be awesome. But those are things you can't do today. Today, what you can do is you can start the process of learning how to serve here at Second Place with a team and start to meet some people and connect. And what God does through that, whether it's here or anywhere else, is he starts to show you how he will use you and how he's wired you to bless others. And then that brings us joy. It brings us all of that stuff that we've always looked for. All this depends, a band can come up, all this depends on who we say Jesus is. See, um, normally what we do, if you guys have sent the clipboard from the left side of your row to the right, you should do that right now. But as you look at that, I had this happen last night, and I'm sure some of you have already sent it across. This is a time for us to connect and to show us that there's something that you need information on or you'd like to be involved with. And as you send that to your right, it's interesting as many of you who are just kind of like hanging out, um, and you guys have seen this, this page for so many times, 
um, and you pass it a little bit too quickly if you didn't write down what your favorite Broadway musical is um, because that question is at the bottom of that little box. Did you guys miss that? How many of you guys missed that? See? What is your favorite Broadway musical, Julie? I don't even know if you have one. I'm not a Broadway musical guy, but I want to know because I have an idea for a sermon series later this year, and I want to know what's everybody's favorite Broadway musical. But this is the exact same thing. is something can be passing right before your eyes, and you're missing it. And today, just like we may miss something crazy on a piece of paper, we could miss something much, much more important to us. This declaration that Mark makes. And as you, I hope that as you read through the ch first chapter of Mark this week and you answer some of those questions and you do some of those things that are on that page, that you'll start to realize that what you say, you won't get to chapter 8 this, this week. But in Mark chapter 8, Jesus says, who are the people saying I am? And they're like, hey, you're Elijah, you're John the Baptist. That's what they're saying. He turns to them in chapter 8, in verse 29, and Jesus says, he says, but who do you say that I am? And I hope that today, that what you can do is you can settle this, because the songs we're about to sing are all about Jesus. And we do that because it's all about Jesus. We say second place. Why did you come up with that name? Because Jesus is in first place. We're in second place. We are here to point to him. And when you realize that all the digging about who you are and how awesome you are, because that still stands. You're still awesome, Angie. You're still awesome. Ah, thank you. And, but it's because of who, who made you and who has a call in your life and a plan and purpose for your life. If I didn't say it, Jesus provides a plan and a purpose to who we are. He knows you so, so, mo so much better than you know yourself. And so today, why don't we stand, and as we go to um, the songs, I just want to reach out to you and, and to say, you know what, if you haven't said, Mark, you're right. You're right. Jesus is the Son of God. If you haven't said that, I just would ask that you would pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, we come before you. And we just, uh, we feel it, Lord God. We feel the draw to know ourselves. To dig into who we are. To dig into our strengths, our weaknesses, our goals, our dreams. God, we, we want to acknowledge, Lord, that that's where many of us are at. And maybe that's where I'm at today, Lord, that I, I've been focused on the things that are really self-serving, that are really all about me. And I've neglected you. I've neglected others. I've maybe neglected my family and my friends. But, Lord, something about today, something about what Mark says at the very beginning of his gospel, that you are the Messiah, the Son of God. And I felt the hole, I felt the gaps, I felt the shortcomings in my life. And today I'm here and I realize that I need to be rescued, I need help. And so God, I'm inviting you into my world. And just like Aaron did four years ago, I'm raising my hands, I'm raising my heart to you and I'm saying, God, I'm done. I'm done trying to fill the gaps, I'm done trying to figure it out, I'm done. And so what I need is I need you. 
And I want to say to you, you are the one that we're here. We're not going to sing any songs about me today. We're going to sing the songs about you because you are the Holy One of God. And you sacrificed your life for mine. And I stand here today being able to pray to you right now because of your sacrifice. So Lord, work with what little I have to change this world. Hear us as we sing. Songs like that help us refocus, right? For some of us today, I mean, I wish I wish there was like a sound for like eyes opening, but like when your eyes open, they don't make noise, you know? Because I think that in some ways, like today, some of our eyes were open and some of us were reminded about who Jesus is in our life. Some of us were reminded about the gaps in our life and the struggles that we're facing. Some of us, our eyes were open for the very first time that Jesus is the answer. Like, I can't see myself clearly until I see him clearly. And today, the Holy Spirit, open your eyes to that. And so I'm thankful. And I, I, my prayer is that this week that we would, we would live like that, that we wouldn't forget, but that we would live like that. Tomorrow morning when you get up, that you would, you would be reminded that Jesus is the Son of God. It's about him, and he's going to work with you throughout your day, throughout your week. That's my hope, is that, that this motivates us to do that. You guys are awesome, but he's awesomer. And that's what we have to remember. I'm going to ask Micah to pray us out. Yeah, thank you for meeting us here. Thank you for pushing us into new territory. Um, thank you that you can be that foundation, that source for us. Thank you that um, we have people surrounding us that are pointing to that as well and helping us along the way. Thank you for this community, this space, that you choose to meet us every week here. and We're very, very thankful for that. As we go, Continue to show us what it looks like to continue to draw from you, to be focused on you first and foremost, and may everything we do come out of that. We thank you for the exciting things you're doing in our lives, and man, yeah, thank you so much for everything you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.